Hi there, folks, and welcome to Rocky Watch. I am Kyle Mullins, member of the class of 2022 here at Dartmouth, and I am here today with Bill Gardner, who served as New Hampshire Secretary of State from 1976 until January of 2022, earlier this year. In that role, he has helped New Hampshire's help keep New Hampshire's presidential primary as the first in the nation, and that has also enabled him to meet with virtually every major national political figure in the last 50 years. He is full of stories and energy and excitement about elections, and we are really honored to have him here at Rocky today. Bill, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, Kyle. I'm glad to hear it. Um, so later this afternoon, you're given a talk called uh, here at Rocky called Trusting Our Elections, Making Democracy Work Amid Election Deniers, Misinformation, and Conspiracy Theories. So that's the title of the talk. I want to start there. Um, if that's okay, with uh, and I want to specifically ask about the case of GOP Senate candidate Don Bolduck, um, who is running this term, uh, running this year, trying to beat uh, incumbent Democratic Senator Maggie Hassan in a closely watched race. Bolduck spent, you know, his whole primary campaign talking about how the 2020 election was rigged and stolen. And then the day after he won the primary, he switched his position. He said it was legitimate. And then just a few days ago, he says he doesn't have enough information to know whether it was legitimate or not. Um, this is an election you presided over, uh, and he's flipping his position back and forth. So I'm curious what you make of this, um, the, his, his inconsistencies here, or the, 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 the movement back and forth between positions. Well, when individuals use a term like an election is rigged, there's all kinds of different reasons why they may believe an election is rigged. I mean, some people believe that when one candidate can spend $100 million and another candidate can only spend $1,000 because they don't have the money, that's rigged. They, and so it's what's in their mind. You have to, when someone says something is rigged, you have to say, well, what do you mean it's rigged? What part of it's rigged? So I can speak to the actual process uh, of, of voting and a, a person, in New Hampshire, we're pretty unique compared to the rest of the country because in New Hampshire, everyone who works at a polling place votes at that same polling place. Right. And that's really unusual. And most of the people who work in a polling place are elected to the position that they hold that, that it, it includes working at the polling place on election day. So they're chosen by the people who vote in that district. And that's not the way it is in most of the country. In a place like Florida, most people at a polling place do not live there, do not vote there. They come from some other place. And so we are very unique compared, and that's more similar across the country than it is here. And here, because more people vote by uh, in person. Now, it's unusual in New Hampshire because our Constitution, going back to 1783 when it was adopted by the people in the fall of that year has in it, had in it then and still has in it a sentence that says a person must be present in order to vote. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have any absentee balloting until 1944 in the middle of World War II that was the first time that anyone in this state 
could vote by absentee. Everybody voted in person. So when they voted in person, they saw the process. They were part of it. They saw it. They saw, saw how it was conducted. And the Constitution of New Hampshire says that before they leave that polling place that night, the person in charge, who's called the moderator, who was elected by the people in that, the area that that polling place right. uh, represents, that person has to announce the vote for every candidate on the ballot, a public announcement before mm -hmm. they leave. So anyone in that town or any, anyone at all that wants to come will get that. So when you see the process, you have a, a, a better understanding of how it all works. And because we don't have a lot of absentee voters even to this day, except what happened in 2020 because of the pandemic. Right. Uh, it, I, I don't think that uh, candidate Boldick is talking about New Hampshire. I have not heard him that he's specifically saying that people in New Hampshire, mm -hmm. uh, that part of the process is rigged. Uh, but there have been candidates who have said that in, in the past, even mm -hmm. about New Hampshire. I did a statewide recount in 2008 for a Republican candidate for president. So it was, we had half a million ballots. It was just the Republicans. I also did almost half of the state for the Democrats that year. But this candidate, when he filed, said that when he graduated from the University of Michigan, Hillary Clinton was his commencement speaker, and he had a dream that night that someday he would be running for, for president against her. And so he came in. <laughs> what she, candidate was that? Uh, Albert Howard was his okay. name. He was from Michigan. So that's why he came in to run. Well, he ended up getting uh, 63, 64 votes, and, but he had, he had the right to have a recount uh, if he was willing to pay for it. So through PayPal, he collected money across the country because uh, people that weren't trusting the election. So we, we did a statewide recount mm -hmm. for him. Several weeks, he had the right through either he could do it or his, uh, the helpers for him. They got to see every single paper ballot, and they got to look at it for as much time as they needed to say they either agreed that it was a mock for him, or, or it should have been and it wasn't. Right. So after several weeks, on the last day of the recount, he came up to me and he was pointing his finger at me, and he was saying, this is a meaningless show. I said, a, me a meaningless show? I, I, Albert, you have been here. You have watched this. Your people have seen every single ballot. Here we are two hours before the recount is over, and you're saying, how can you say that? Right. And he goes, very easy. None of these ballots that you showed us during the recount were the ballots that the people voted on. I <laughs> said, what are you talking about? What are you... How can you say that? Yeah. What, what, well, he what, says, you and all the town clerks in New Hampshire ha are in cahoots, and these, these aren't the same ballots. So the point was he was not willing to leave 
accepting this. Mm-hmm. And in the end, he lost one vote. So he went from 64 to 60. Now, think about, we counted not quite 200,000 ballots because the, the Democrats had theirs, their separate ballots. Right. But so there are some people who will never accept it. He, he, he obviously didn't accept it. He left feeling that he had been, it had been, it, 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 the election was stolen right. or rigged or whatever. That's so. When I said at the beginning, you got, have to have them explain what they meant. Now, that was 2008. In 1980, I had a very similar situation. Mm-hmm. Lyndon LaRouche, ever heard of Lyndon LaRouche? He was a candidate from Virginia who had he had a he had a, a group, a cult, sort of. He thought that the queen was a drug dealer, and he came into New Hampshire, ran in the Democratic primary. He got 1% of the vote. But in in 1980, it only cost $500 to have a recount. In New Hampshire, the recounts were done by hand. So he had a recount. And the recount, one by one, the towns come in. We compare it to the towns. Very, very little change. Right. But at the end, his top person came over to me and he said, we've been cheated. This is not the result that it should be. This is sounding similar to 2008. This is the top person in the Lynn LaRouche campaign. Kind of, now, this was 28 years before Albert Howard. Right. So I said to him, well, You've been, you have seen all this. How can you say that? So he opens this manila folder and he hands it to me. And one of our towns, we have towns that begin with A, Andover, Amherst, and we have Allentown. Well, he had the town of Allentown. And he said, here I've got over a dozen affidavits signed by voters in Allentown saying that they had voted for Mr. LaRoche. And he only got three votes in the recount. So this is the whole state is like this. And he should have at least three times, maybe four or five times more votes. This is corrupt. Hmm. So that story, there is a little bit of an ending. So Sure. A few days after, because there was a massive calling to my house and to the attorney general, who was Tom Rath at that time, the chief of police in in Concord suggested that we get out for the weekend because they had already somebody, I don't know how they, but there were people calling from Italy, from Mexico, from the Philippines, demanding that if, he doesn't win, it's been, it was crooked. So when they left, the city police actually went to the highway hotel where they had a suite. And they left there all of these things where the police could see that they had orchestrated these calls. And then they took the, the stack of the affidavits and they actually went to Allentown. Right. And every one of those persons wasn't 
didn't remember, didn't, they were elderly. It was from an elderly place. So, but the point of all this, personal stories to get there is that some people will never accept. Okay. And LaRouche left believing that he had been, it had been taken from him. And Albert Howard left believing that the, all the town clerks and the Secretary of State were all in this scheme together and with no basis right. for it. But so it, it's just a lot of people might have different reasons why they think an election is rigged. And all you can do is make sure the election process is as open and transparent as humanly possible and, and, be will, and explain it and talk about it and answer questions. And, but even doing that, you may never, in, in the, those two cases, right. although LaRouche came back and ran again two more times after that. He so must not have believed it was that rigged if he was willing to run again. Yeah, both <laughs> that, right, right. But Albert Howard did not. He didn't, Albert Howard didn't come gotcha. back. Okay, we only have a couple more minutes, so I want to do kind of a, I'm going to do a lightning. No, it's least, okay. I mean. <laughs> it's okay. I want to do a lightning round, though. Is that okay? So I'll just add to quick answers. Does that work? Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Okay. Do you think election integrity is, election integrity, quote unquote, is becoming a partisan issue? I think there are strong indications that uh, that it's going in that direction. Do you have any thoughts as to why? Well, <clears throat> usually someone who wins an election doesn't complain about it. Sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> I would so, hope not. <laughs> so... Uh, if you look back, when Democrats have lost the presidency, a, a lot of the times they have, they've always wanted commissions to, to, because the process might be better. And, it, and, and, and it, 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 that's why they had commissions for, di for a different nominating process. Mm -hmm. And the Republicans, the same thing. So when... When Andy Smith did some polling at UNH, <clears throat> if you poll, if you poll 2016, there were a lot of Democrats that didn't think the election was right, and right. that was partly that maybe the Russians were involved, and there were all kinds of issues related to that. And then in 220, but but the but the Republicans didn't; they weren't complaining. Right. About 16. But in 20, the Republicans were complaining and the Democrats were not. So in that sense, it, it, it's always been like that. The losing candidate tends to complain. I've only had one case and where a candidate, well, two candidates. I got to tell you because you'll, I'm sitting at a table just like this. Okay. Only it's about half the width of this one. The two candidates are sitting there. We had punch card ballots. And a punch card ballot, sometimes 
they don't punch the hole all the way through. Sometimes, it, just like what happened in Florida in the hanging chads. The hanging yeah, yeah. chads. We had all of this between 78 and 84. Okay. So during those years, when I was Secretary of State, whenever I had recounts with punch cards, and we had many more problems with punch cards because there's so many more moving parts to that process. Mm -hmm. uh, but the last recount I did, two candidates were sitting there, and I said, if two corners are punched out of the four, we'll call it a vote. But if only one's punched out, we won't. And if it's if if it is an indentation, but all the others are punched out, I won't count the indentation. But if everything is an indentation, I will count the indentation. Right. So, so we do <coughs> the recount, and it it, it 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 was two or three votes. I I I've done over five hundred fifty recounts. Eleven of them have ended in a tie vote. Thirty. Uh, 32 of them have ended in a one vote. Wow. So one vote and tie vote, I'm in the mid-40s. That's how many recounts have ended that close. Yeah. Now, in New Hampshire, that's... But sometimes people, when it's that close, will want to try to find another way, and there's one other way they can... One place they can go is the ballot law commission that will review any of the challenge ballots. Right. And so these two candidates, it was we did it that way, and the person who won, and I said, okay, this is it. Now this is the count. And he said, I don't want this. I, I mean, th this is ridiculous. Now this is the winner. This is the yeah. – it, it was one other time out of the five – 50 that but he said I don't want it I don't want it because this is ridiculous how do we know the indentations how and I said you know I agree with you we had these this is how we do it I don't know but uh, the indentations either we throw that ballot out somebody took that ballot and somebody actually did something and maybe it was a frail elderly person who but I'm going to count that and but I don't know, and uh, so the loser now then starts trying to convince him to take it. So I'm sitting there watching these two candidates, and the loser, the roles are reversed. The right. winner is saying this is ridiculous. You know we can't, and the loser now is starting to try to convince the the winner. You're kidding. Uh, this is this so. So, what race was this for? So what this position? Is, this is a state representative. Got it. Okay. 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 So I'm sitting there watching these two candidates who were serious when we were doing it. We had the stacks of these punch cards. And I said, when they kind of finished, they didn't resolve it. And I said, you know, there's nothing you guys have been saying that I don't share i mean sure I, I you know i don't know whether one that's punched out and, and uh, it's not a vote and two will be a vote or rather than three being a vote or whether all to be a vote but this is how we've done it <clears throat> but i've this is this is 
the fifth time that there's been some issue about these punch cards. So I'm going to make a commitment to you. I'm going to do everything I can in the next year to make sure that no other candidates are like you two. <laughs> I'm going to try to get these this type of voting. Get rid of the punch cards. Punch cards. There you go. So now it's even more interesting. So what happened? The town of Hanover, the Board of Selectmen decides that they have a new, more modern form of punch card voting. Oh, no. So they apply to the state to have this new, modern punch card way of voting. Well, the Batlock Commission makes that decision. So there was my opportunity. So I went to the ballot law commission at the hearing, and I cited half a dozen examples. I said in 1980, in the Democratic presidential primary in Concord, for three hours, Concord had the punch cards. The Republicans ended up being given Democratic ballots, and the and the Democrats were were given Republican ballots because the punch mm -hmm. cards were all the same color. And 300 and some people voted. So instead of voting, it was Jimmy Carter, uh, Ted Kennedy, right. and Jerry Brown. And the Republicans had the big race. Nick, I mean, uh, Dole and Baker and Reagan and Bush. I gave them all the examples of the problems. The ballot law commission denied Hanover said, mm -hmm. we're not approving this, and we're going beyond that. No one else is going to be able to use punch cards. They're done. And, uh, and so that's why we were, four, we were 14 years before Florida had the problem. Six years later, they had a recount in Massachusetts on the Cape. A guy by the name of Delahunt, the Secretary of State, called me, and he said, I'm doing this recount these punch cards are unbelievable. Have you, did, have you ever had punch cards? I said, well, we had them. We banned, oh, you did? How'd you do that? And I told him, he says, we'll do the same thing. There you go. So when Florida had it, they were using Massachusetts as a state, even though we had, we did it like six years, but got rid of them. So gotcha. the punch, anyway, that's, that's, so Hanover, that's why it was so interesting two years ago with Van Austin, because the Hanover board was angry at me. They said, this is modern. This is modern, and we should be. They were mad. And why were you there opposing us? Why were you there? Anyway, that's. I've uh, got to get you to the next class. Okay. I've got to get you to class. Okay. So I'm sorry, Bill. I've got to cut no, you no, off here. Okay, okay. But uh, everyone, this is Bill Gardner. Uh, thank you for listening to today's episode of Rocky Watch. Uh, Bill, thanks so much for being with us. podcast is a production of the Nelson A. Rockefeller Center for Public Policy and the Social Sciences. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and not of the Rockefeller Center. This episode was produced and edited by Laura Hemlock. I hope you'll join us for our next episode. If you want more information, you can find us at rockefeller.dartmouth.edu. Rockefeller.